I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Again, Mocha 2.0 for the Russell Talk Podcast members. It's me, NSP3, and Sat E. Here we go. Let's go. Ah, we got another episode of NXT 2.0 to get into Sat. But how you doing on this Wednesday, sir? I'm good. Uh SP3, can you tell the world that is the first time you and I have existed in the same time zone? Tell them what time it is. It, at the it is it, it at the at the moment we're recording this. It is six fifty four p.m. UK. Yes, I am in the UK. I am in the UK time zone. You might be seeing this this face in the Wrestle Talk office pretty soon. I won't let you know when. That's a surprise. But you will have you, be. Have you told him? Have you spoken to them? Yes, I have. You won't. I won't be telling you just yet. But you will find out very soon. Uh yes. But I am in the. UK time zone sad how does it feel to have your brother from another mother in the same UK time zone to be honest I feel like I'm wasting too much time not seeing you while in the same country as me I can't wait to see you as soon as possible like I am down to have you come over to my neck of the woods and my side like if you're feeling bored just let you know there's an open invite brother your brother's here you can come no, and see me. We could, yeah. Don't worry. I still, I said, we traveled with the twins, so I'll never be bored. They keep me always. You got the twi- I was going to ask you. Okay. Okay. Forget about it. I thought, yeah. I thought one of those things the kids are away. You can, oh, no. Oh, mm. no. No. You can't, you can't, when you're, when your kids are two years old, you can never leave them for a few weeks. No. Grandma <laughs> won't be having that. Grandma can do a day, but I have to plan it out like months in advance. Right. Like I, I tried to swing accent. And wifey, if I can go to Forbidden Door in Chicago in June, and she was like, "Nope, too soon," because I already had asked her before if I could go to Chicago for All Out in September. She was like, "Okay, that's far enough that we can plan it out, but Forbidden Door is too soon." So, can you two not go together? Like she, she, she. We were making plans to go together in September for all oh. out, even though she, she, she refuses to go to an AEW event. You know, her affiliation will not allow her to do that, and she doesn't want to see a pink slip. So, does she technically inherit the term 
gorilla position. It should be it should be the Morella position. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm just saying, is it the family? Like SB. And also the, for people that don't know, SP3's great uncle is Sydney Poitier. Yes, SP3 stands for Sydney Poitier the third. <laughs> will you stop? Will you stop? That I, joke I think, is gonna be the main show. <laughs> I think that's probably that's probably what my parents named me after, or my or named my granddad after, because I am the third. But yes, we gotta get into NXT 2.0. A lot of changes, a lot of debuts, a lot of re-debuts, a lot of women. We gotta talk about it all. So let's get to it. We are here to talk some NXT 2.0, your Mocha 2.0 edition on this Wednesday. Set E, how you doing? And what does the E stand for today? The E stands for eager. Set E Nyangi is eager to get on this show and speak about NXT 2.0. I'm mobbing with SP3. For those of you who don't know, SP3 stands for Sydney Portier the Third. Indeed. <laughs> you're you're going to get people that be, that believe you. I mean, you did you did give them and you did pull back the curtain a little bit and I want to tell you I got I got DMs this week from last week when you revealed who my my wife's uh uncle is and and people I'm just going to put it out in the open right from the start so you don't have to get the timestamp for where it happened last week. Yes, my wife's uncle is Gorilla Monsoon. That is true. That is that is a true story. It's not just a joke. I know we do a lot of jokes and in jokes. Oh, I, I, I guess we do too many. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, if you... can I say something? <laughs> oh, oh, I'm glad you boy it up. Okay, if we do too many jokes, I'm gonna play it straight today. And let's see how you love that. <laughs> Let's see how you how you love that. And we're here, here not only for the jokes, not only for a good time talking about NXT 2.0. We are here for the numbers, for the facts, for the factual information. And here is NXT 2.0 from April 26, 2022 by the numbers, Sat. You want to hear these numbers? Hit me with the numbers. We had four name changes. Yeah, we did. Five debuts, two we in did. vignettes. We did. Uh, we had one re-debut. We did. We had one return of a former NXT Tag Team Champions. We'll get we to did. that. We did. And we had 23 women featured on the show. Woof. NXT 2.0 by the numbers. Isn't that normal? Because before we get to it, because people saying it smells like a conspiracy is not see michael hickenbottom book of the year tends to book a lot of women yes to, you know yesterday's show he is a sexy that, boy he's a sexy boy he loves them women's he likes sunny days if you know what i mean but hey, um watch watch his stuff from 1996 he always loved the young woman so oh. so I'm, within, I'm with, with age, within age, uh, yes. Um, I mean, I mean, I, I, I always when I watch him in 1996, I'd be like, Chris Hansen, where you at? 
I'll be dialed up critic. But go ahead, sir. Yeah, like, like I was saying, a lot of people want to say, because Becky Lynch made comments about how WWE has their affairs in order in terms of stars, because there's different criterias. Yeah, the women booking lately for the WWE has been whack. I ain't going to argue with that. When it comes to the word stars, legit stars, you ask you ask your casual audience, they're more, they know more WWE female stars than they do AEW stars. But yeah. Michael Hickenbottom exists within the developmental system, which should not be in the criteria of what Becky was talking about. They tend to have women already. They book their women solidly. I, I will say that because at least you don't say, where's the women's match? There was no women's match. There's usually a lot of women's matches. So do not put Michael Hickenbottom in the same line of fire. Thank you, sir. It's up to you. Michael mm -hmm. Hickenbottom loves the women. He loves the ladies. Just ask Sunny Days. Um, but as you see in the title, everyone is getting a name change as of late. Uh, it's a lot of name changes, a lot of debuts. I think in the past month, we've had about at least double digits of debuts or people coming over from NXT UK, whether it be a Nathan Frazier who debuted on this show, whether it be an A-Kid who we've talked about numerous times times on our mocha 2.0 review whether it be elton prince and kilt wilson the new nxt tag team champions pretty deadly but on this episode alone sat we had like i said before we had four name changes that doesn't include a debut that also had a name change but we had Kayla Inley, who is now Kiana James. Uh, this is officially kind of a re-debut for her as she was Kayla Inley, Inley before, but now she is Kiana James. She's going to be a part of the Women's Breakout Tournament. Uh, I don't know. If, I didn't include this one, but Bianca uh, Corelli, the daughter of Santina Morella, also had a vignette on this show. She is now known as Ariana Grace. Uh, we also had Kayla Kaylee Ray officially become Alba Fire with a vignette showing, explaining that she comes from the Scottish background and it's all about the fire. And she will show a new side of herself, which is Alba Fire. If she dresses up like, you know, Phoenix from X-Men, that'll be a plus. I think they're leaning into it. Red hair. She likes setting things on fire. Her baseball bat's on fire. Why not go there, man? Why not? Why not go all the way with it? They officially uh, name change uh, Casey Catanzara into Katana Chance. She was on this show in tag team action with Caden Carter. And then one that we didn't see coming, a lot of these, you know, we have already known about. But one we didn't see coming is Robert Stone is now Mr. Stone. And that is the fourth name change that we had on the show. Kiana James was uh, featured in a vignette for the Women's Breakout Tournament. She talked about being a part of the corporate world, but she's now going to bring that fierce fire from the corporate world onto NXT 2.0. Uh, you had Ariana Grace explain that she is trained in MMA and boxing, and she's going to bring that in the Women's Breakout Tournament. That starts in two weeks' time. So a lot of name changes, a lot of debuts. What's your thoughts on this, at? I wrote something. I'm trying to gauge what my audience is. In the chat, expose your age if you get where this is going or you get this joke. <clears throat> I wrote in my notes, Kiana, Drake, Kiana James, who is dressed like a York Foundation intern. I heard she personally is mentored by Miss Alexandra York, the founder of the York Foundation. Show your age if you get this joke. Mocha chatters, mocha yeah, chatters, chatters. If you get it, yes, yes. If you, I, if you get it, if you understand what Sad is talking about, 
nuance. There's nuances. What do you mean? SP, don't act. SP3 is like what? Three, four, five years older than me. He's my big brother, which I give him the respect. I'm not calling out your age. I'm just saying you're my old, you're my big brother. You come from the same generation as me. You get that joke. It's nuanced. It's funny. Salone Jacobs is 19 and she's coming. That's all I got from her. And 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 with Ariana Grace. She Ariana is a, Grace. Yeah, who, by the way, in real life, she's not related to your family because I know your partner hates the fact that people can't tell the difference between kayfabe and, and real life and a tribute yes. with real my, life. My wife's last name is Morella, so people have always said that she's related to Centino and not Gorilla Monsoon. So see, we, we put it all together. We put what I just said all together with all the name changes, but what do you think about all these name changes? Of course, especially Kaylee Ray becoming Apple Fire and Casey Catanzaro becoming Katana Chance. You, you know when you can't fight against the tide, you just go into it. That's the way I see it because uh, Vince McMahon wants everyone that pre-existing names or reputation to be gone. We hate it, but it comes to a point, if you hold into a grudge, you're going to get negative. It's part of the business. The old man is in his late seventies, should have retired a long time ago, but he hasn't. So we have to put up with his tantrums and him changing his edict on the spot. So Katana Chance, decent name. You know, Casey Katzenzaro. See, I can't say her name. Katana Chance <laughs> should be a, a champion by now. She's super uber talented. And Alba Fire, it's a nice name, you know. It's a nice, yeah, we knew who she was, KLR. She can't be the KLR bomb anymore. But, you know, I, I, I'm fine with it. I'm fine. Now it's the fire bomb. It's the fire bomb. Is it? The, are you, are you sure? No, that's what I'm, I'm calling it. I'm calling it that now. I don't care what they say. Um, but, yeah, I mean, these name changes are, yeah, they, the Alba Fire uh, going from Kay, Kaylee Ray to Alba Fire is the one that, probably is going to take the most time to get used to and katana chance as well because casey canazaro she was an american ninja warrior so i knew her from there before she even became a wwe superstar so that's going to take time to transition but at this point it, it is a far cry from marcel barthel becoming ludwig kaiser so i'm i'm think i think i'm fine with these i'm i'm fine with these for now but we want to know what all of you think do you like the name changes do you think that it's a little bit too much with the amount of people like i said double figures of the people that have either had their name changed debuted on this show or returned to this show in the last month it's just it's a little overwhelming and it's not the best idea for a show that you want people to get invested in from week to week to have this much at one time. It's a lot, but we want to hear from all of you. Let us know with the Mocha Chats, WrestleTalk.com forward slash support set. Uh, can any of you just uh, tweet Alba Fire and let her know her catchphrase should be, I'm about to light you on fire. And, and tell her to say it a lot better than what Sat just did. <laughs> it was good in my head. And then I said it. It took, it took a while for you to process that. Like, you, you came out with it, and I I'm kept about to, waiting. I'm about to light you on fire. That's what to say. <laughs> Thank you, guys. You know the help. Yeah. And, and for people wondering, our new names is uh, Sunny Panama 3 and Sat and Sat P... Nyangi. Oh, I couldn't think of a new, a different last no, name. No, we did. We oh. talked about it last week. It's Sit F. Sit F Nyangi. And the F stands for foundation. <laughs> there you go.
If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. But we want to hear from all of you. We love the interaction with the people watching the Mocha 2.0 review. So, WrestleTalk.com forward slash support. Set, do we got any Mocha chats in the chamber? Oh, we do. We got two. Do you want me to say it loud now or do you want it later? Yeah, let's let's hear let's hear them now. All right, let's light them on fire. We got Rob Zilla saying, hello, hello, you lovely Mocha boys. Little off topic here, but I want to know SP3's top five Degrassi moments and his favorite character from the show much love from jamaica also subscribe to true heel heat wrestling because sp3 works super hard thank you so much robzilla sp3 answer the darn question you're, you're robzilla you're the man thank you for that so much i appreciate that yes true heel heat love it um but uh as far as my top five degrassi moments man you put me on the spot here uh, my mind is trying to get wrapped around all these different names and those numbers that i gave at the start of the show but if i had to take off the top of my head i would go uh jt jt getting murdered which is like one of the saddest moments in television history um i would go drake getting shot by rick 
Um, then I would go. Mm, oh, uh, Casey telling Jenna, you told me to play basketball. It's one of the funniest moments in Degrassi history. Uh, um, shoot, man, this is this is tough. Top five. Oh, man. Those are the three that comes to mind automatically. I would go I, the whole entire Manny, Ashley and Craig love triangle the og love triangle that comes to mind immediately for me i can't pinpoint a single moment but maybe when ashley slaps him when she after she finds out that he's having the affair with uh manny that's one of the moments and oh manny's thong manny's thong because i was i was around the same age as her and i had a huge crush on manny when i was like 14 years old so those would be my top five Degrassi moments. You put me on the spot, Robzilla. That's the best I could do. Let me know if you watch on demand. If you're watching live, let me know in the comments or let me know in the uh in the live chat if you if you can if you think that I missed one that I should have named there. But that's the five I can think of. We got a couple more, but I think we'll read it later because you know you guys came for the NXT review. We're gonna kick it off a little bit, then you know slowly put it in. You know I'm trying to be serious here today, guys. <laughs> serious, sat. If it's I can be serious for a moment, guys. But yeah, so let's get into NXT 2.0. Uh, the show kicked off with a scan-up shot of our favorite, the American Cream, Busty Rhodes, Yam Yam Bigelow herself, Nikita Lyons, uh, Wade Barrett with, with the line of the night for me. He says that Nikita Lyons is all cake, respectfully. Respectfully. That, that had me dying laughing for at least a minute afterwards, you know what? Yeah, Wade Barrett has been on the board the last few weeks. He's he's been like the voice, our voice, because he's in the type of material I would say. He talked about the, the timeline. Thirsty, somebody gets that term and saying it out loud correctly. So that, that was good. So yeah, Nikita Lyons, Lash Legend. This was two horses smacking the heck out of each other. This match was much better than the last match, I, I must say. And for me, personally, I don't know about your SP3, personally, that was the best performance I've seen from Nikita Lyons and Lash Legend. They had a lot to do in the ring. And I love Nikita's Savak kick like Haku. She does it she does like Haku. Like, watch Haku matches or Meng matches. Like, Nikita Lyons is like the reincarnation when it comes to super kicks, like Meng, aka Haku. It, for me, it was match of the night, by the way. It was the best match for me of the night. They, it, was a, it was a slugfest. Prove me wrong. I mean, I mean, there there wasn't a lot of good matches on this show, but so I think I think uh, yes, this exceeded my expectations. I wrote that the it was a fine match for for the level that both ladies are at. Lions does early on a Lutez press and uh, mounts Legend, but she launches Nikita off her into the floor in a very hard bump to start out. Some loud talking to each other, though. Though in this matchup, I didn't know Lash axes Lions if you, if she's are you ready? Like and then she does like uh, a back like a um a sunset flip to her lash uh picks up nikita up for a power bomb but she reverses into a hurricane rata and then hits her spinning roundhouse kick 
for the win here. Post-match, though, this is where it kind of went off the rails for me. Natalia attacks Nikita Lyons with some of the worst strikes I've ever seen in my life, ladies and gentlemen. And this is Natalia. I'm not talking about Legend. I'm not talking about Lyons. It was just like, she just like this. It was it was some of the worst strikes I've ever seen. But uh Natty and Legend uh jumped in the lions together until Cora J makes the save, hitting Legend with her uh skateboard. She misses Natty with the skateboard, and Natty goes for the sharpshooter, but Nikita kicks Natalia out of the ring, and this sets up a tag team match for next week, the NXT spring breaking special, as it's gonna be Natalia and Lash Legend versus Nikita Lions and Cora Jade. What did you think about the post-match here to set up that tag match. I feel like Natalia embraced the NXT 2.0 ritual. You dress up like a click member. Natalia walking down like 2001 Triple H with her leather jacket <laughs> and the G jacket on top, going in for the punches. For me, I, I feel like is um, this feud, this tag team match that's coming next week is the reason why Professor Natalia is in NXT. She gets to tag with Lash Legend. Lash Legend gets to learn teaming up with a legend like Natalia, who's been great helping out women's wrestlers like Ronda Rousey, just to be brief. And also to give Cora Jade, dynamic dude, Cora Jade with a skateboard, some reps as well in the ring. And and, and it's the biggest match for Nikita Lyon and, and Lash Legend. Like they usually do the NXT shows. This is now them being in the forefront, being part of a feud. This is this I feel like them them mixing up inside the core NXT world. What yeah. about you? Yeah, no, I like I like the combination of Natalia working with Lash Legend. She's gonna learn a lot with just working, being side by side with her, kind of picking her brain, you know, before the match and after the match, what she did wrong, what she did right. And I think that this is gonna be beneficial to Legend. I do agree that she this was the best that I don't know if this was the best that Nikita Lyons looked because I think she's been consistently very good in everything she's done. That tornado NXT. kick though, that was whack. Usually that there's some hesitation when she does the kick, but this no, was like I, I think, I think it's been good over the last couple of weeks, honestly. I think that this was Lash Legend's best best match because she came in very green. I know the first match that they had, people were scared of what they were going to offer, and I thought that match exceeded my expectations, but I do agree with you. This match was even better because you could tell she's comfortable working with uh, Lions, and so... I love the improvement for any performers. You know, a lot of these matches on the show felt like developmental matches, but this one, you could see the improvement from match to match with both ladies here. Shout um, out to whoever's teaching them women's wrestlers because I feel like the, the theme will continue because the tag team match later on, when we get to it, I'm going to give the props to them as well. Is, is Sarah Del Rey still there? I, well, let's just say whoever is Cesaro's baby mother is... That'll confirm it because I don't I assume she's still around. I haven't heard anything different. You're smiling. He's smiling. He's smiling because he knows a lot. SP Freeze is insider, guys. I just pulled down the curtain. He talks about his love for another show, but deep down, his blood runs deep for the WWE. Hey, this is the first promotion that I remember watching. Well, yeah, because it came on before WCW Saturday night. It was on in the mornings on Saturday when my when my grandma used to watch it. But moving on, we went backstage and we saw my guy. 
Tony D. Tony D is here and he says, Oh, Paisan, how's everybody doing? Uh, Tony says he was supposed to face a uh, Zion Quinn, but now he has <laughs> Mr. S- Mr. Silver Tongue, Mr. Silver Tongue himself, Von Wagner. And uh, Tony D says he will be sleeping with the fishes, and Santos knows what he's talking about. Of course, that would lead into the opening match, but before we got there, we got a couple more uh, backstage stuff. We went backstage to the Diamond Mine Gym where Roger Strong is showing tough love to Diamond Mine. Strong uh, basically talks down to the Creed brothers saying it doesn't matter how many matches they went to, how close they've gotten two opportunities at the NXT Tag Team titles and didn't come away with the gold. So he has set up a tag team match for next week's spring breaking special against a former NXT Tag Team Champions. And he introduces the Viking Raiders who are here tonight. They're going to have a matchup, which we will get into. And Malcolm Bivens throughout this whole entire thing did not seem pleased at all. He smelled like he smelled one of my my son or daughter's diapers. He was not pleased. What did you think about this segment? Uh, it's quite awkward when inside a diamond mine, the one with the worst win-loss records is shining in your face. And you really want to tell them, when's the last time you won a match this month? You know what I'm saying? Because That's what I wanted. I wanted Ivy or the Crees to say that to him. Like, uh, are you serious, bro? You the one that's lost the most matches here. So, SP, the chat, let's talk about this. Do we see a diamond mine coup? Because I feel like the, 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 the story can go one or two ways where this tough love creates an even more tougher, aggressive diamond mine or certain wrestlers that's either existing in NXT already are not in a group can come in and take over. Like the fact that Fabian Eichner is not a Goomba, Fabian Eichner can come over and take over Diamond Mine because no offense to Roddy Strong, WWE is allergic to people that's close to 40, at 40 or over 40 in NXT. So Roddy Strong is doing a great job, you know, with with the wrestlers of NXT UK and with Diamond Mine people, but he lost so much to the point his credibility as the boss is shot because SP3 thinks Malcolm Bivens is the boss for that one of that reasons. Yeah, one of that reasons. Mm -hmm. I don't just think he is the boss. I think he should be the boss because at least he hasn't lost to everybody since the month of January. Like since the whole the whole title unification where he lost the Cruiserweight Championship to Carmelo Hayes. I don't remember the last time Roger Strong won a match. He lost to Valter. He lost in a six man with the Crees. Rarely when the Crees were losing back then. He lost to Ilya Dragunov. He lost in the three way. He lost to Sola Sequoia. He's lost. He's lost. He's I lost. I swear he's won this year. I can promise you that. But also, guys, can we discuss? Does Tony D'Angelo say sand toes or sand toast? Because when he says the name of, of my guy, I was like, is it Santos? Is he trying to say Santos? Because he goes, go Santos. Santos. Santos, Santos, sand on his toes. I'm not too sure, but yeah, there's gonna be a coup. I can see someone else usurping, not in a group, but outside the group taking over. I feel like that's that's where it's going. Yeah, I hope I hope that's where it's going because Roger Strong has zero credibility at this point. No, I don't, don't. I don't understand how he's talking down to my boys, the Creeds. Um, we got a quick little recap before we get into the opener of uh, well, the next matchup of uh, Joe Gacy and Braun Breaker with from last week with the Druids. We uh, hear that Braun Breaker uh, suffered an injury due to the as we called it the Braun Hub Circle of Druids. Uh, we will get an update on the NXT. Title 
title match for next week from Gacy at the end of the show. So, yes, you will get another edition of SP Gacy as I will reenact Joe Gacy's main event promo, ladies and gentlemen. Main event. You know what? Can we just stop having Joe Gacy promo so I don't have to sit for it twice? Once with Joe Gacy and the other one with this guy who decided to be a method actor because he's from New York. Get that, get that stinking face <laughs> off the screen. I'm getting, yeah. Okay, next. Let's go to the next part. Tony, Moving on swiftly. Tony D'Angelo uh, versus Vaughn Wagner with not Robert Stone, but Mr. Stone now. Since Robert is his real name, he will no longer be Robert Stone. He is Mr. Stone now. Uh, this was strange because I was wondering from the very start of this matchup and when it was announced, who's the baby face here? But as the match progressed, we saw that Tony D was kind of playing the babyface role in this matchup. We even got some uh, Tony chants from the CWC crowd during his entrance. Wagner gets control before the break with the back suplex on the apron. Von Wagner, I had to make note of this. He works exactly like Jake Hager without the sudden burst of athleticism or energy. It's like, it's, I can't even say Jack Swagger because when Jack Swagger first started out, he was actually a pretty good performer and it was fun to see him. He was like a mm. very tall kind of Kurt Angle in his first year, but this is not even Kurt, this is not even Jack Swagger. This is Jake Hager just without the sudden bursts of athleticism, energy, or power. He even hits the, the Hager uh, spine buster where he lifts you up by the gut wrench and then pulls you down. Uh, the show returns from break and uh, Tony D makes a comeback and hits a belly-to-belly -belly suplex. We saw a little bit of the amateur background from Tony D in this matchup. He then busts out an exploder. Uh, Wagner catches him with a clothesline. Eventually, Tony D falls to the outside. That At that point, Legato Del Fantasma, Cruz Del Toro, and Joaquin Wild come up on the apron and distract the referee. But the wise guys take them off the apron, stare them down as they go up the entranceway. While all of this is going on, Santos X Escobar comes from behind and hits Tony D with a crowbar in the leg, getting in revenge from last week. Tony D breaks the referee's 10 count, does not get counted out, despite Mr. T Mr. Stone telling him, just stay down, just stay down. And then Wagner hits him with a big boot in the ring for the win. Von Wagner with arguably one of his biggest wins today outside of his win over Kyle O'Reilly before he left. And I thought that this was... Okay, this was fine for what it was, but both guys, you know, are don't have much experience. And this was interesting, at least, with Tony D playing more of a babyface role. But I don't understand how a Chicago mobster is supposed to be the babyface. So basically, Michael Hickenbottom, book of the year. He does not follow any booking logic. He's not like his friend Paul Levesque, who has a lot of NWA influences. What influence HBK is not getting fired by Vince McMahon. So he just makes things on the spot and hopes it goes well. The, the beneficial part of this booking is we don't get a lot of rematches, a lot of stale storylines. We're kept on our toes. Heck, I don't even know what's going to happen next week because Michael Hickenbottom is book of the year. What I've noticed in NXT 2.0 is 
When you get two wrestlers, especially two rookie wrestlers, one will be progressing further than the other. So when Tony D was wrestling, he we had uh, offensive flows of suplexes, which I really enjoyed. And when and then when Von Wagner wrestled, he had a lumbering, slow style. His big boot looks awkward. His Samoan drop looks a bit awkward. He looks very snitsky like lumbering in the ring. But when Tony D picks up the, the occasion, he's very quick in the ring. And then he had some nice baby face fire. He didn't lean into it too much because it ruined his character. But I enjoyed the match when Tony D was wrestling. When when Von Wagner interfered and he was slowing the match down, I grew a little bit bored. He's very bland. He's very bland. And I think I think Rob in the chat put it best. He's the Wish.com uh, Jake Hager. Wish.com Jake Hager going on there. So um, I, I tried, like I said, I tried to get into this matchup, but it was just kind of kind of there. Give his push to Josh Briggs. That is someone who's of a similar build, doing so much better. How are you be six foot five and you're boring in the ring? Get the F out. Hey, there, there's not a lot of guys who can, like, you know, be 6'5 and be a great worker. One of them, I know he doesn't have the best background outside the ring, but Moose is great. And he had a great match with Josh Alexander at Impact Rebellion. I just want to mention that that match was fantastic. But he works like a big man. Von Wagner, you could tell he's just not that experienced yet, and he just needs more time and needs to find out how to work like a big man. Hopefully, Kevin Nash can visit his friend Michael Hickenbottom and help him. No, he's got a dad. How you be second generation and, and struggle like that? Yeah, that's a shame to the Beverly brothers' name, <sighs> even though that's not their real name. That um, is their name. <laughs> Backstage, uh, Indy and uh, Persia are congratulating Roxanne Perez for her win last week. Toxic Attraction interrupts and talks down to Roxanne. And Perez challenges the NXT Women's Champion Mandy Rhodes to a match tonight, which she accepts. So that sets up for the match later, which ironically enough is kind of our main event of tonight which we'll get into but next we had nathan frazier vignette and his debut is next uh before we get to that matchup we had a couple of segments here where they had uh briggs briggs and jensen are with fallon henley and they're talking about tonight's six person tag team matchup and sophia cromwell walks through to distract jensen who of course is still horny and still a loser so briggs tells him to get his mind back on the match but that that look, that staring at Sophia Cromwell would come back to haunt him. Uh, then we get into the Nathan Frazier debut. He comes out for his debut, but before the match can even start, Grayson Waller comes through. He attacks Nathan Frazier's opponent. He says that this is his NXT in the crowd. It's Chase U about to watch Nathan Frazier's debut, and Waller starts talking trash about Chase U. He says he doesn't need Sanka the Thunder. He says Chase U is not a real school, and before he can even finish Frazier comes in with a springboard drop kick on Waller and drop kicks him out of the ring and then hits a crazy tope suicida almost falls like this he was like a rocket he was trying to do his best Darby Allen impersonation it was a great suicide dive and then Chase U seems to accept Nathan Frazier into their ranks after this so I I and then and then Andre Chase tells him this is a teachable moment so what do you think about Nathan Frazier's debut not debut match but debut on nxt 2.0 and this kind of association with him and chase you don't make association induct him that guy needs lessons on charisma he's got everything going for him he's a plus in the ring high flying that was a torpedo like shot you're right he nearly he nearly he nearly ripped through space and time when he went through he did that suicide um tope suicida 
an association with Chase U would help him develop some flavor. Because no offense, without them, I see this guy floundering because either he gets into a forgettable tag team with A-Kid or he's going to flounder. And an association with Chase U is a positive. Um, one of my two favorite lines from Grayson Waller. Number one, Willy Wonka haircut to Nathan Fraser. Love that. You and your Willy Wonka, <laughs> love that. The other one that I liked was that Chase U sorority girls are built like refrigerators. <laughs> where does this stuff come from, Sam? I didn't even see. Where, what, what girl are you talking about? No, Grayson Waller said in the promo. Oh, yes. When yes, he goes, yes right. I went to I went to a Chase U tailgate. Your sorority girls are built like refrigerators. Yeah, I'm typing that down. That's actually makes me laugh. And you have your Willy Wonka haircut. You don't shut up. I was like, Grayson Waller had great hot bars. And yeah. So now I get it now. So Grayson Waller's doing Triple H. You dump the butler that is Mr. Hughes and you get yourself a female. There you go. There you go. Yes. Before we got to, to that backstage segment, which you're referring to, commentary hypes up NXT spring break in next week. And they also announced that in two weeks, we got the NXT breakout tournament like we talked about before. At that point, that's when we get the vignette on I. Ariana Grace, the former Bianca Corelli, the daughter of Santina Morella. Of course, they didn't mention any of that because you do. We don't. Second generation superstars don't exist in NXT 2.0 Until... unless they get inducted into the Hall of Fame. Bingo. See, he's on the ball. You and I. You and I. You and I. We, we need to be more serious. <laughs> Backstage, we we go into that interview segment you were talking about, Sat, where Mackenzie is interviewing Tiffany Stratton. She talks, she calls out Saray for pulling her hair three times last week, and then Grayson Waller interrupts to talk trash about Nathan Frazier. Tiffany Stratton also talks trash about Frazier and says that he has a horrible accent. And Waller says he hates anyone with an accent. And before Mackenzie can point out that Grayson also has an accent, Tiffany interrupts and says you're so rude and they agree that that mckenzie is so rude and it seems like waller and stratton are bonding and will now be associated i think that this is heel money written all over it i think that this can work extremely well okay i don't have memory loss so guys do you remember there used to be a thing where tiffany stratton wouldn't show her face that was like a, a thing when and she was doing the vignettes. Yeah. Exactly. And if you do remember, guys, going back when LA Knight was a character within the NXT universe, LA Knight had a car which was hijacked by Grayson Waller. Who was in that car? You're darn straight, Tiffany Stratton. So it's not the first time they bonding. They, they've done known each other. I think they now like bond even more. And it's a thing. Verbiage I took away from Tiffany Stratton. Tiffany Stratton said that Nathan Frazier's hair is like straw. He looks like a homeless man and he has a terrible accent. I loved I loved Grayson Waller saying I hate anyone who has an accent <laughs> but, with this with this heavy Australian accent. It was great. But the thing is, if you go to Australia, he doesn't have an Australian accent. He just has verbiage because it's not an accent. He just has a way of talking. So it's not his fault that he supplanted himself from another country, and to them, that's an accent. Geography, guys. You know what I'm saying? SP3 is now in the UK. According to people in the UK, SP3 has an American accent. According to SP3, he speaks American. No, I speak New York. <laughs> I have a New York. I have a New York. There's a, there's a specific New York accent. accent. You're right. I'm still I'm still trying to find out what axe means, but I'll ask you off air. 
ax him. Um, <laughs> we get next our tag tag team action with the newly christened Katana Chance and Caden Carter versus uh, Yalissa Yalissa Leon and Valentina Faraz. Uh, commentary talks about about Carter and Chance being the perennial team that has potential, but when is it time for potential to equal results? Ask Wade Barrett. Uh, the CW fans start chanting Katana, so the name change works for the CWC, ladies and gentlemen. I love it. Cats and Zaro, I still struggle with that. I was never fluid with, with saying that. There's just too many Zs and too many As and too many Rs and the Os. Uh, for me, Katana Chance, uh, for me, she's the second most athletic person within the WWE sphere behind Bianca Belair. She's got everything it takes to be a star. This tag team for me is holding her back. For the simple fact, if you think about it, Kaden and Katana have been a team longer than any female team currently in NXT. And what have they achieved so far in the, in the two... Nearly three years they've been together. Zero, zilch, nada. But I think there's potential there in the fact that they have been together so long and they've never really gotten, they've never gotten a shot at the at the NXT Women's Tag Team title. So they can kind of tell a story similar to Johnny Gargano going after the NXT Championship or Sami Zayn going after the NXT Championship with these NXT Women's Tag Team titles. The, the NXT Women's Tag Team titles, I said it once, I'll say it again. They are the most useless titles in all of WWE. So Yes, we- boy. At least they have potential here if they use Chance and Carter. If this is is this the start of a renewed push now that she has a new name, I hope it is so because then we can finally get a story being told with them finally, you know, reaching their potential and beating Toxic Attraction for those titles. But the thing is, um, I, I feel like the tag team has potential, true, but they've been together for such a long time, haven't achieved enough. Vince McMahon should come down and, and get bored and just break them up randomly because Katana Chance could be the champion of the division right now. She's got a lot of potential. I like Hayden Carter too. This match was good. Ulyssa Leon, I'm a huge fan of her gyration. She has some jiggle Jimmy Del Rey gyrations in the ring and I enjoyed it and I loved it. Like they should show more of these women. Valentina Feroz. Excuse me if I'm if I'm butchering the name. The, the tag team match was for me was good. It was a good coming out party for the new tag team over there. K and K, they should get a tag titles from Toxic Attraction because they're the only tag team going at the moment. By they're the, they're the longest tag team and they've not even gotten a shot. Everyone ha- gets a shot at those NXT Women's Tag Team ch- titles. You know how you get a shot by being a tag team. That's all you have to do. You can you can have been enemies for months, like Dakota Kai and Raquel Rodriguez, and you could just reunite. And the next inning, within days, you can get a shot at the women's tag team titles in NXT. So it is about time that Chance and Carter get their shot. I thought Leon looked really good in this one. She had a nice uh and showed some nice power with a gorilla pressing of Faraz onto Carter for a love that. And yes. then after she misses a lion salt, uh, Chance and Carter get the win with their neckbreaker 450 splash combination, which is the best tag team finisher in. I don't. I think it's the no best wrestling. tag team finisher on NXT, even with the men's or the women. I think this is the best finisher that's out there. Uh, this was a decent showcase for Katana and Kaden, and I, like I said, I want them to win the NXT Women's Tag Team Titles now. SP, uh, I think K&K should be heels because they kind of played the heels in the match a bit. They had a little bit of a cocky swagger, like the whole veteran, I've been here longer than you, you know, I should, you know, 
get a spot. Because they they start acting like baby faces when they won, but during the match, it seemed like they were playing the heel in the match. They were cutting the ring in half, and they were kind of like... Basically, from their entrance even, because for a second when they first hit the entrance, I thought this was MSK coming out. I think they're re- what they're really trying to go for is they're the female MSK. That's what the entrance is. It, it's the same color theme as the entrance. It's the same type of energy. But I think they play good baby faces. They played good heels in this matchup, but I think they're better suited as baby faces. Okay. If they have to continue not accomplishing anything, yeah, sure, be faces. Oh, this guy. This guy, not a believer. You need to believe in Katana Chance. Give I do, Katana by herself. Chance a chance. Give Katana a chance by herself. I- indeed. Michael Hickenbot, no. if you're hearing this, Katana Chance should dethrone Mandy Rose. I'm sorry. I would put so many other females ahead of her, including the woman that, that faced yeah, Mandy Rose. Roxanne, Roxanne. Roxanne. <laughs> uh, backstage, we went. We see that Brooks Jensen has been jumped. Uh, Briggs is pissed. Some bad horrible over-the-top acting by uh josh briggs here uh i think but i i even said in my notes even before it was revealed later i said i think vaude wagner jumped him for looking at his woman that's what i put in my I notes. Gotta lie. i was a bit slow because when brooks jensen saw the woman i put sophia question mark because i still don't know her i only know her from a distance so i'm still getting used to her face she seemed to have more charisma this week than when she was pointing in the ring think about this Von Wagner does not need two managers. I think Mr. Stone is going to get his walking papers with Von Wagner. I'm just putting out there. There's a lot of people on the main roster that needs a manager. I'd rather Mr. Stone. No, no, I I meant that association. I meant that because, yeah, because it seems like she holds the key. She's like, Abyss, click, click, doomsday, you know, that kind of vibe. Yeah, and that is a good a good shout there by uh, Ace that uh, Carter and Chance's finisher is a, is basically scuttle, skull and bones by the Motor City Machine Guns, but that 450 makes it a little bit better. Uh, but next we got, that's when we get the Kaylee Ray vignette explaining her new name, Alba Fire. I just put UG to that. Uh, I'm, so, I'm sorry, though. It was too over the top with the, I, I represent fire. And then the bat goes on fire. I was just like, Scott uh, gimmick. Everyone needs a gimmick. Come on. This is WWE 101. If you don't have a gimmick, you're just a wrestler. I mean, it works for AEW. Um, Legato, Legato What's Del that? What's that? I, look, WWE's competition is Raw and SmackDown. They compete no, against each other. No. Court court documents say their competition is AEW. Uh, Legato Del Fantasma. That's Fantasma. not kayfabe, though. That's not kayfabe, though. Don't break kayfabe. That's official. Uh, Legato Del Fantasma came out for the six-person tag. But, of course, uh, since Brooks Jensen is injured, it became a three-on-two handicap match with Josh Briggs and Fallon Henley versus LDF. Uh, Briggs and Henley jump Legato before the bell. Uh, Legato neutralizes Briggs for by attacking the big man's leg. Uh, Mr. Stone comes to commentary and says, like Ikeminjiro had wandering eyes, so did Brooks Jensen. So do the math. And I just put, I was right. I was right. Congratulations, because it didn't pop into my head. I was hoping that Josh Briggs was turning heel, that he attacked him. Nah, that wouldn't that wouldn't make sense just yet. You just it, want random heel turns and stuff. You no. want you want TNA two thousand and eight book. No, me and Vince want. McMahon agree that some people are miscast as babyface and heels. I think Josh Briggs, final evolved champion, should exist by himself. He should have Mr. Stone as his manager. There you go. There Problem you go. solved. <laughs> 
You just gave Mr. Stone a new client, so congratulations, yes. Mr. Stone. Uh, a lot of brawling between Lopez and Henley. They go into the back with their brawl, leaving Briggs alone with Del Toro and Wild. Del Toro and Wild hit a jumping, the jumping kick, Russian leg sweep combination for the win. I, I just said this match was kind of just there. I didn't see the point in this because you know Santos has this whole this whole La, La, uh, La Familia versus the family rivalry, and this just whole thing with Brooks and Jensen and Henley feels out of place. Hopefully we get, you know, Henley and Lopez in a blow-off match because they seem to be having their rivalry, but this whole Brooks and Jensen needed to end here, so I'm glad Legato got the win. Let's not forget it's Fallon Henley in that backstage program. She was like, she was trying to get psyched up as well. Bless her. Josh Briggs has a kind of hype that you can't fake it to get there. You have to generally believe that segment because you know she wasn't really feeling it. That that's Fallon Henley for you. But yeah, I want him to fight as well. Um, this match is more of an angle than an actual match. That's why I see it. It's, it's more to further the story along, which is to portray Von Wagner unconvincingly as a tough guy. See, what Von Wagner is, is a lumbering fool, not a sadistic monster. There's a difference. There's a buffoon and there's a monster. He's a buffoon. Wish.com, Jake Hager. Uh, backstage, <laughs> Mackenzie interviews Natalia and Lash Legend. Natalia says next week she will break Cora J's legs. She will put the woman's locker room on notice. But one woman that she did notice was Lash Legend. I, I thought that that was a nice line to put over Legend. And Legend says that, you know, they will win next week and she will take that momentum into the breakout tournament, uh, which she will be in. So early predictions. Who do you think? Uh, you know, we saw a couple of vignettes. We also, this was like right before we got the Kiana James uh, says that she is bringing sophistication to the breakout tournament and she works in the corporate world and now comes to NXT, the former Kaylee Inlay. Uh, so what do you think? Who's your early prediction for the breakout tournament? Because you know who I'm going for. Ariana Grace. No, Nikita Lyons. Nikita Lyons Wait. is winning the breakout tournament. Wait, is Nikita in the, in the tournament? I, I would guess because Lash Legend is in it. I, I don't understand how Nikki Lash Lyons Legend's wouldn't in be in it. Yeah, Lash Legend says she's in the breakout tournament. I was writing down notes. I might have not been paying attention. But yeah, okay, um, fine. Yeah, Nikki, if Nikita Lyons is in, because SP3, he fancies himself as an analytical mind, which he is. I can't dispute it. I've got receipts. Uh, I agree with you, man. I, I'd rather go to SP3 than make a guess and look like a fool. I mean, I, I'll go the my my other one. The dark the dark horse would be Roxanne Perez, of course. She's like Roxanne the best, too. She's the best. She's the best. I would think that she's 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 only been here for two weeks. She should she's be in the title, She had a title tournament. match. She's a veteran now. After no, two that matches. wasn't a title. That was a non-title match. That was a non-title match. So. Sorry, championship contender, whatever they call it nowadays. But yeah, Roxanne that, that only exists on Mondays and Fridays. It doesn't exist on Tuesdays. Roxanne is so great as a wrestler. She just exposes how mediocre certain wrestlers are. We'll get into that for sure. Um, <laughs> next, next we had Sola Sokoa versus uh, Trick Williams. That's not his name. Say it properly, Solo Sokoya. Sokoya. Um, <laughs> North American champion Cameron Grimes comes for commentary. Uh, Trick 
this is the usual Trick Williams uh, offense here. The stomps, the the rest holes, the chin locks. Uh, he gets an early advantage by working over Solo Solo's uh, injured shoulder. But Sokoa uh, then hits a shoulder block and starts working on Trick's shoulder. Uh, Cameron Grimes calls Trick the star of his of his team, but he has to get away from Hayes. So I don't know if this was kind of sowing the seeds because I was Let's like, no. No, don't don't take away my favorite duo on this show, please. Come on, don't do this to me. So the thing is, SP3, you pointed out something that, you know, is he's very kicky and punchy. He tries to do side kicks where he ends up using his thighs or his butt in your face when he because he mistimes the side kick. So I wrote down this. Trick does a nice flip over escape from the chain wrestling. That's the only cool thing he done in that match. He does basic moves okay, like working on his shoulder, but he hasn't gone past his comfort zone. So for that reason, I can't gauge whether he's good or bad. He's just inoffensive. He did a nice drop kick, though. That was a highlight. He did a yeah. nice drop kick in the match. But besides that, he doesn't go past first gear, which is basic chin, chin lock, chain wrestling. That's like what you learn in day one class in the performance center, allegedly. And you should be progressing far. You should be in suplexes, superplex from the top rope. I can argue the last legend is more progressed in the ring than he is. And the Jesus Alliance more progressed. But Lash Legend does not have the charisma of Trick Williams. Don't, 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 don't. I will not accept any Trick Williams slander. He is in the ring. Is, yes, so, in the ring. So Let's keep in the ring. As a character and on the mic, that I'm willing to accept that he's not there yet. He's very green in the ring. Uh, but Sokoa catches a spin that spinning heel kick and reverses it into a back suplex. Solo makes his comeback, hits the Samoan drop, and then the Uso splash for the win. Not bad at all. It was fine. Solo kind of control things he was the ring general in this one post-match grimes gets in the ring and he stares down with solo they talk trash to each other however carmelo hayes pushes sokoa out of the way and then he goes for a super kick on hayes i think but hayes moves and he hits grimes and that ends the segment here what do you think who's your early prediction for this triple threat next week uh because they, they did the father storyline i can see them just rectifying it and going back to our boy, DA champion, Carmelo Hayes. But also, at the same time, let's talk about that super kick. I have not seen a super kick that great in 20 years because that super kick, you, you may think I'm exaggerating. Everybody does the, the show. You're Michael exaggerating. No. Okay. Cameron Grimes, how did he take that super kick? That was like a cannonball shot in his chest. He went poof. SB, go back and watch that. That super kick, he, he Matt, Matt Jackson to Sammy Guevara on the springboard was better. The one where he, he bends When him. he died. When he died. When, when, he, when he bends him. Did. When Sammy bends in half and dies. He, he had the help of the ropes. I'm saying no ropes, no gimmicks, gravity, and the foot. The foot to the face won. He didn't launch himself from ropes. He didn't need extra additives. Okay? Haku, Haku was better. His thrust kick. I say in 20 years, I'm saying, yes, yeah, Solo Sikoa gave the best super kick. You, you go take both of their super kicks and you tell me which one is worse. We'll see. Side by side. We'll, 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 we'll ask the mods to do a poll. Was that the best super kick they've seen that the that the viewers watching has seen in 20 years from Solo Sikoa? That was the best Ingram. super kick since Jamal did a super kick on the HLA lady. Poof! 
You know which one I'm talking about. Yes, you know I that do. Happened. Yes, I do. When three-minute warning interrupted HLA. Uh, next, we had a scene right out of Cool Runnings as Idris Anofe is trying to give Malik Blade a pep talk before their match with the Viking Raiders because all we need is another babyface who lacks confidence and is a loser. Anofe goes into full Brenner from Cool Runnings mode for Blade and he tells him, I see a man with heart. I see a man with speed. I see a man with power. I see a badass who ain't afraid of no man. And Anofe gets the passion and the determination out of Blade. He shows some passion and they head off into their matchup. Uh, I thought this was a nice ode to Cool Runnings, my favorite scene with uh, Brenner and Junior. I, I really like it felt like a, a UPN sitcom. Like they have that chemistry, they have like I, I enjoy them together. Like initially, them individually, they had a ceiling, but I feel like as a tag team, if Michael Hickenbottom invest in them, they can be they can do. I like that scene already. Like it could be a, you can construe it as annoying, but it was a way I feel like Michael Hickenbottom is trying to get charisma at everyone, he's gonna make sure y'all gonna get charisma. And also, because I don't know we like to say black, we like to pretend mocha is like the term for black, right? It was like a mocha sitcom between them two. UPN, underpaid Negroes. Um, backstage, Legato del Fantasma are... <laughs> Legato del Fantasma are, <laughs> are happy I'm with going. themselves. <laughs> <laughs> Legato del Fantasma are happy with themselves after their win tonight. Uh, Santos is happy about sending that message to Tony D earlier, and they head off for the night. We then get into our next match, which is the Viking Raiders versus Idris Anofe and Malik Blade. Anofe shows off some, some great athleticism by standing on Eric's back and hitting a dropkick. Uh, Raiders get the advantage, though. Eric hits a stiff knee to the face of Anofe, knocking him loopy at this point vic joseph quotes eminem's lose yourself and says you only get one shot to seize everything you ever wanted as a no and blade make their comeback i thought that was random as hell so i had to note that uh eric hits a sick full nosen into a knee to the back of the head on a no and then the raiders hit a double team elevated power bomb for the win i thought this was the best match on the show the viking raiders is the best they have looked in like two or three years since they won the Raw Tag Team titles on the main roster. Nice little match to showcase them ahead of next week, which I am looking forward to Viking Raiders versus the Creed Brothers. Post-match, we get the Raiders who shake Nofe and Blade's hand, putting them over a little bit for their effort here, and the Creeds then come to the entranceway to stare down with Viking Raiders ahead of spring breaking. What did you think of this one? I feel like it was more of a showcase for Idris Anofe and Malik Blade, to be honest, because we don't often see them in the ring as much. They're always doing backstage segments or being toxic attractions, uh, bodyguard, security guard, lover boys or whatever. So it was it was great to actually see them in the ring for a change. And it for me showed a lot of potential. All they need is a tag team name or, you know, some 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 believable swag in themselves. Because one, it just Anofe, for me, he's already a guy. He's already a star. Malik Blade, don't stop portraying him as a dweeb. Let both of them be cool guys. They can both be cool at the same time so sp3 you're a huge wrestling fan especially with rh you know war machines or viking raiders better than most people better than myself because i i'm one of those people during that time period i watched a handful of their matches before they signed to the wwe so you know this more before they signed to the wwe would you say that the viking raiders were in the top five best tag teams in the world would you have said that would you 
Mm, I wouldn't go top five. I would put them in the top ten for sure. They were they were one of the best tag teams in the world. I mean, they had a bunch of competition in ROH at the time because right. you had the Young Bucks, you had the Briscoes, who for over the over the past like fifteen years, those two have been in the top three, top five tag teams. So they had those guys, but they were right up there with them. So they were in that top three in ROH before they came to WWE. Would you argue since signing with WWE, they've fallen from top 10 to probably top 50, top 15 or top 20 since they've signed with WWE because they haven't really done because as... they haven't gave them a chance. But this is something that happens to everybody because I actually did. You could check out WrestleTalk.com. I did top 10 best tag teams in the world today. And one of my biggest nitpicks to the number the number one choice, FTR, Cash Wheeler, and Dax Harwood, was when they came to AEW, I felt that they were still living off of their rep from 2016-2017 on NXT. When the Viking Raiders were on NXT, they were arguably one of the best tag teams in all of WWE and one of the best tag teams in the world. They would be in my top 10. But when you go to that main roster, it's like the void. You don't, you just lose out. It doesn't matter if you verse some of the other great tag teams like the Usos, like the New Day that have been the top two tag teams in the in the main roster tag team division for the past five, six, seven years. Even if you verse them, you don't get the opportunity to have these great matches like you did in NXT. They're not going to have the type of matches that they had against Undisputed Era and stuff like that. That's why I liked Roger Strong being the one to bring Viking Raiders to back to NXT because he lost the NXT tag team titles to the Viking Raiders back in 2019. See, I know my memory stuff. But uh, that's when they were really good. When they're on the main roster, they don't get that opportunity. They had a whole feud with the Street Profits, who they can definitely have a great match with, and they were fighting ninjas in the parking lot. Like, they don't give these guys the opportunity to be one of those top tag teams. Ninja, what are you saying? Uh, <laughs> I, I agree with you. Is like Viking Raiders could be beneficial to the main roster, but they become such a non-factor that is it almost comes to a point where you can almost forget how good they can be in the ring. And even in this tag team match, they did some great rough and tough stuff. I still saw it as it just enough for Malik Blade standing out in this match for me. It felt like more of a showcase for them, even though it's Viking Raiders wrestling spring breaking. And a great shout here by uh, Frob the Legend saying Viking Raiders used to be undefeated in NXT. They never lost the NXT tag team titles. They actually relinquished them before they got called up. If you remember the whole Viking experience when they first got called up to the main roster, they just gave up the tag team titles. And then they had the ladder match that eventually Street Profits won the tag team title. So. Yeah, I just want, I want, uh, these are, this is one of the teams or one of the acts on the main roster that would be so much better if they just got sent to NXT full time. They could really help out that whole tag team division and elevate them. I would love to see them against the Pretty Deadly. I would love to see them against Legato Del Fantasma next week against the Creed Brothers. I think that's going to be the, one of the best matches that and the triple threat on spring break. And I'm really looking forward to And the positive is there are a couple of Jim the Anvil Nighthards. There's no breakouts between them. No, don't don't sleep on my boy Hanson. Now Ivar, he is he's really good. He he has scary. He has uh scary. Bam bam Bigelow. Yeah yeah. I I know that. I'm just saying that you know Vince McMahon be like lose weight. So let's not yeah, get too twisted. You know true. both that guys. That's the ceiling. Keep him as a tag team. Don't break him up. No handsome Ivar. Handsome Hanson. Whatever his name is. You know Rowan Hanson. Handsome Ransom. Anyway, moving on swiftly. 
<laughs> we got a Wesley vignette at a at a beach. He's talking about the journey back to the tag team titles and then having them taken away. Uh, Lee says he can complain or he can make waves as he stand at the beach and the waves hit him. That was like that was like nice and dramatic. I'm hoping they do something with Wesley because he's been a very a big victim of the firing of Nash Carter. Yeah, I'm trying to understand if you're trying to veer away from a certain topic. Why are you bringing him up? He says he says that tag team partner was very special. Like, <laughs> what is your tag team partner's name? Like, I'm blanking on the tag team partner's name. So when he brings him up, I'm peaked. My interest is peaked because my memory my memory is lost. So I'm trying to remember Wesley was a tag team champion. Yet when they showed like highlight clips, there's barely any action. Why? They Why showed yeah, they were showing double teams without showing Nash Carter. It was like it was like it was like what type of edit was this? Show me you can show stuff without showing stuff. It was very weird. It was very weird how they did that. But hey, as long as Wesley, he gets something out of this and they push him in a way where he at least just give him an opportunity to have some great matches on Tuesday night. I would love that. Michael Hickenbottom looks at smaller guys and he goes, hey, one, two, three, kid. I'm going to book you exactly the same way. So expect a losing streak. Despite all the vignettes, despite all these inspirational talk pieces, all these TED talk pieces, he's going to come back next week and probably lose in two seconds to my boy, Exion Quinn. Exion Quinn. Uh, backstage, Mackenzie interviews uh, Tony D'Angelo. Tony D, who was actually supposed to verse Exion Quinn on this uh, show, but Zion was not medically cleared ahead of the show. Uh, Tony D, though, is pissed at Legato Del Fantasma for tossing him the win, and he finally introduces his wise guys, who will be known as Troy Two Dimes Donovan and Shannon Lorenzo, or as I call them the, on the streets, Stacks. Uh, Tony D wants a sit-down meeting with Santos Escobar next week on spring breaking before things get out of hand. What do you think about his two wise guys, Troy Two Dimes Donovan and Channing Lorenzo, a.k.a. Stax? Guys, if you've been following NXT 2.0 review for the last few weeks, you know Wasati has been wanting for weeks, for weeks, months. I've been asking for Tony D to have some crew, to have some backup. How can you be a Don and have no one watching your back? How can you be a Don have no one driving you around? How can you be a Don if you can't pull out hits? And guess what, guys? He's got a couple of the most least, the least intimidating guys I've ever seen in my life. Typical WWE. They give you what you want, kinda. So I go, I go, like, I saw them. I was like, you ain't Italian. You Justin Bieber looking mofo. You ain't Italian. Go get a cheeseburger. But yeah, I'll, I'll make do with, with the scraps that's given to me anyway. <laughs> and next we had our main event matchup as it was the NXT Women's Champion, Mandy Rose, going one-on-one with Roxanne Perez, who picked up the victory over JC Jane last week. Rose dominates early, but Roxanne gets the advantage by biting Mandy's hand. Uh, Wade Barrett reveals that he pays for Mandy's manicure sometimes. That thought that was a... <laughs> No, her pedicure is sometimes. Uh, he says, uh, and Roxanne then smashes a Rose's hand on the steel steps before the break. Uh, be- 
back from commercial. Mandy is working over Perez. She hits a slingshot into, into the top rope for a two count. Roxanne makes her come back. And my God, Roxanne Perez is just so much better than almost all the women and even some of the men on this show. Like she is only 20 years old, but she is like experienced beyond her years. Uh, she makes her come back. She hits a handstand moonsault for a two count. Perez then goes for the cold rock, but Mandy blocks. She gets a couple of near falls on Rose, and then Mandy catches her with the jumping knee for the win. I thought that this was a pretty good showcase for Roxanne Perez, but Mandy gets another win. And then post-match, we get Wendy Chu, who is trying to super soak that Woo, Mandy Chu and Mendy Chu. Um, but Toxic Attraction escapes before they can get soaked. Wendy then presses a button. Like we are on another episode of Home Alone uh, and a net, a small net falls down on Toxic Attraction. This does nothing. They take the net off. But when they uh, take the net off, Chu and Perez then spray them with Silly String. This this show is just all over the place. I know you're trying to go for a wide audience. So you got your, you know, your, your Nikita Lions at the beginning of the show for the adult males. And then this just felt like a segment for some nine-year-olds. This felt like something that my two-year-olds would get into, but I wasn't feeling too much. SB, are you saying the Wendy Chu and Roxanne squirted all over Toxic Attraction? No, they 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 sprayed silly string. They, they squirted. They so they're, squ they're starting to come out of the hole that they're holding. No. Anyway, moving on swiftly. In a match, Roxanne Perez is the best women's wrestler in the entire NXT 2.0. She could go to the main roster tomorrow and wouldn't be out of place. Booker T should be teaching, <laughs> doing a masterclass because this is a prodigy. Roxanne Perez, the way she's fluid in the ring, the way he has snapped, it's snapped. Like when I see her wrestle, it's almost like a breath of fresh air. I'm like, oh, that's what wrestling is. Cause no offense to Mandy Rose, she's been there for a long time, but she's a product of the system. She's still a bit clunky with her movement, with her changes. But when, when Roxanne does it, from the victory roll, from, from the helicopter head scissors, from like the deep arm drags, like when I'm watching, I'm like, Mwah, fantastic wrestling. Put her with Natalia. Give me 30 minutes of Natalia versus Roxanne Perez, and I'll be the happiest person for 24 hours. Man, I like I, I was I, I thought the same thing. I was like, she should be in Chorus J's position. She should be the one that they're kind of uh, you know grooming to be the face of the division it more than Cora. It could, yeah, they could be. It could be course correction. Maybe they see the Cora is not ready. Yet, for the position that's needed, that's where they went cold feet. So now they got Roxanne Perez, who doesn't need any prep work. They just need to work on her not being so much of a dweeb-ish. Because I think I know what they're going yeah. for. They're like, this is another Daniel Bryan. She's five foot one. Because even when she's standing next to Indy and Persia, my goodness, that match would be great one day. To see the height difference when she's talking to them. I'm like, five foot one, same height as like Alexa Bliss and Nikki, ASH. But Roxanne hey. is incredible. I know I named two of both of them for the breakout tournament, but I would love that in the finals. Nikita Lyons versus Roxanne Perez. Give me that for the women's breakout tournament finals. Jimmy! Money. Money. 
that's money. That would be Nikita Lyons' best match. Uh, we get Sloane Jacobs, who's even younger than Roxanne, Roxanne Perez, and she's 19 years old, the former notorious Mimi, uh, but learned how to fight from her two older sisters. She will also be in the Women's Breakout Tournament. And then we go backstage to see the Circle of Druids, and from the, the middle emerges Joe Gacy who says, let's go change the world. Uh, they confirmed these matches for next week's spring breaking. Uh, Natalia and Lash Legend versus Cora Jade and Nikita Lyons. You also got Nathan Frazier versus Grayson Waller. The Creed Brothers versus uh, Viking Raiders. Cameron Grimes versus Carmelo Hayes versus Sola Sokoa for the North American Championship. Tony D'Angelo and Santos Escobar in a sit-down meeting. And, of course, the main event, Braun Breaker versus my guy. The best character on NXT. SP3, before we begin, can you tell the chat that there's no one named Kaylee Ray in NXT? Alba Fire, she's a great wrestler, but there's no Kaylee Ray, guys. Oh no, you have to do the promo. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm in Joe Gacy mode. Um, <laughs> Joe Gacy comes down to the ring with all the druids around the ring. Gacy says, on our journey. To change and embrace the world, we've come so far. So many triumphs, barriers broken for people who have been discriminated against because of their weight. NXT is the clay that I've been, I've slowly been molding over the last six months. Clay of acceptance, acceptance of everyone and anyone. We've made great strides, but the mission isn't quite accomplished. And I don't think everyone buys into that way of life. And I ask why? It's time to stand up and separate from the masses who want to keep living in the past. Commit to the future. Commit to my vision. Do it willingly. Because at NXT, spring breaking, after there will be no choice. Braun Breaker has not told us about his injury. And that's because I know Braun Breaker is not cleared to defend the NXT championship. Because what I did, and because of Braun Breaker's fall from grace... I, Joe Gacy, will be crowned new NXT champion. And the mold and clay that is NXT will be hardened into the vision as I see the world. <laughs> is it is it safe to come out now? NXT WWE Hall of Famer Rick Steiner then comes out and interrupts Gacy uh, coming down to the ring. Steiner says Gacy has it wrong and that his son has been cleared for spring breaking. So Joe Casey responds and says, Mr. Steiner, you picked a great time to come back. Or did you pick the worst possible time? 
all the druids come on the apron to surround Steiner and then Braun Breaker's music hits and the NXT champion comes down to the ring. He starts beating up all the druids, but eventually Gacy uh, sends all the druids to him and then hits his his handspring lariat and then a line of druids hands off the NXT championship before it eventually gets to Joe Gacy and he holds up the title to end the show. What did you think about this Joe Gacy promo in the final segment before we're NXT spring break in next week? You just took me out of the whole thing. I'm sorry, man. I'm so depressed right now. I sat through an entire Joe Gacy promo twice. So I can't even, like, I lost my enthusiasm in my voice because you sucked out all the energy from me, Sid. I'm going to call you Sid because I'm shooting. <laughs> what are you doing? Okay, okay, okay. So the issue with Joe Gacy is there's a clear issue because I get what they're trying to do is a guy that's finally dropping his facade. The issue I have is he's gone full Dungeon of Doom with it. So there's a way to be creepy and still not be hokey. This storyline is hokey. We know what happens when it's hokey. You're in the lair when you see an evil twin and you're smashing up the mirrors and you've got blonde bleach hair and you've got receding hairline. That kind of hokey. Brom Breaker being associated with this stink of a storyline is not great. This show gets a thumbs down for Rick Steiner's theme. What kind of commercial theme music was that? You've got a WCW library. You can make him bring out any of them DFG themes that he had. The Steiner Brothers theme. I remember it. But in WWE, they that had one. a theme song. They had a theme song. Any theme song. Heck, even Scott Steiner, because you love him more, wherever, wrestling world. They gave him the most commercial-based music. I was offended. It took me out. I'm like, whose dad is that? That's not the DFG. So, yeah. And also, they played Pass the Parcel with the NXT title. I was like, I had enough of this. You are pushing my limits. I'm over this. SP, oh. I'm done. I can't do this. I like the show itself is great, but the Gacy verse needs to die a terrible death. Oh man, you 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 you're gonna love. You're gonna love Joe Gacy. If you don't like Joe Gacy, I hope you all. No, I love like. I like. Oh, SP Gacy. Get, get out. Get out. <laughs> I like. I, I you are a terrible human being. I love. Joe Gacy, the wrestler. Joe Gacy in CZW. Joe Gacy, early days, social social injustice warrior. But Joe Gacy, full Dungeon of Doom. Stop the Kevin Sullivan crap. Oh, man. I, I love it every single week. Before we wrap this up and we give our, our thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs in the middle for this show, do we have any mocha chats in the chamber, sir? Yeah, we've got, we've got lots, guys. I'm going to go through through them. In fact, let's have to speed through them. We've got Furthausen, who I think has gone from the chat because, you know, he's got to sleep or something. He said, uh, name changes are only made worse because they seem just random names drawn from a hat. So true. It is true. Thank you for that mocha chat because you speak the truth. Tails P says, there's probably people who don't watch NXT but have WWE 2K and just learned who Casey is. Now she's Katana. I hope Alba Fire gets the cane pyro. 
that that would actually work for me. If she, if, if she has fire coming out of the ring post, maybe I would be down with this whole name change. And then you have Furthausen again saying, not happy with Roxy start. Should should build her to become champ like the black and gold was good with or find a spot on the main roster. Too talented to waste on NXT. What do you think, SP? Yeah, that was my one gripe. Like we talked about how good Roxanne Perez was, but having her lose in her second week, it's like, why? When she's so good, she should be getting pushed. She I understand they want to build a next underdog baby face because they lost Brian Danielson. You know, Johnny Gargano is not here anymore. Sami Zayn is a is a heel now. So they don't have any, you know, Becky Lynch is a heel now. So all their male and female great underdog baby faces. They either turn heel or no longer with the company. But Roxanne Perez needs to be groomed. She should not be losing in her second week. They should have gave her Gigi Dolan this week, have her win that, and then have her in the breakout tournament before she takes a loss. The second week taking a loss on the week that she was supposed to debut, it just didn't make any sense for me. Yeah, I, I agree. With, I agree with you. But the only shining light is that she lost to the champion. That's the only positive I can say about that. Tails P says Did anyone think the most dominant Champion in WWE will be Mandy Rose? Do you even remember The last time she lost? Strong might be on his way out Could be a good heel for Ricochet Or face for Fury Blade and Idris are so good Grimes wins In terms of the prediction Yeah, I I agree with you I think Cameron Grimes is going to successfully defend Next week at spring break-in Uh yeah, Mandy Rose, I think the last time she lost was when Saray drop kicked her and they did the whole she hurt her face, but then she came she came back with darker hair. You remember yeah. that? <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> A list of great ideas by Book of the Year, Michael Hickenbottom. We got legit underboss. Fallon needs to get one of her friends to take one for the team and give Jensen some play so he can chill out and stop acting Thursday. You telling me these guys go to all these bars and are barroom brawlers and they can't find one girl like th- that th- that's interested in Brooks Jensen? Seriously? SP, SP, to I ask any female, the smell of desperation is repugnant. This is true. This is yes. true. And <laughs> the way he looked at Sophia Cromwell was like was like was like me with the last piece of chicken. That's the way I look at the last piece of chicken when my wife cooks some food. I'll be like that last piece of chicken. Mm. Mm. What it do? What it do? <laughs> and guys, there was a poll today because I sat e said that I was the best super kick that I've seen in twenty years. I'm so, so lost. So uh, to Cameron Grimes on this show, yes, yes. So the poll was done. The results are in. Sixty-four percent lost the gosh darn mind and said no. <laughs> Congratulations, Sat. <laughs> the, you at least you had you you had thirty-six percent who agreed with you. I want to thank the thirty-six percent that will sound mind that agree with me that Samoans can do super kick. So, like, anyway, moving on, Baba who's been a member for 12 months. Love you, Bubba. My neighbor's dog, who was like a second dog to me, died last night, so needs this Mocha 2.0 to cheer up. Bubba, sorry to hear about the passing of your neighbor's dog. All love here, man. All love for you, man. At least 
You still have the dog face gremlin, Rick Steiner. There you go. All love, Bubba. We are here to entertain you, to make you laugh, and to do Joe Gacy eyes. Last mocha chat. So, guys, this is the last one. If you want to get one in, do it now as I'm reading this. Sean Busher says, Howdy, lads. Oh, sorry. Howdy, ladies and gents. First time live viewer, Ultra Chatter from Australia. Good day, mate. I don't often watch wrestling, but I make sure to watch everyone at WrestleTalk and PFK as often as I can. Going to put y'all on the spot here. Top five Australian wrestlers. That's easy. Go SP3. Grayson Waller, Grayson Waller, Grayson Waller, Grayson Waller, and Grayson Waller. Because he spits hot fire. Mine is Tenille Dashwood. She's great, right? Tony Storm. Yes. She's great, right? And then Jesse McKay is one of my favorite characters. I'll put it as a wrestler. Her charisma shout, shines. Shout out to Jesse McKay, who uh, her and Cassie Lee, they officially are no longer indefinitely uh, out of in-ring action, according to Impact Wrestling and their Twitter pages. So. Robbie Eagles is a good wrestler for my New Japan, you know, junior heavyweight champion. SP3 is joking. He probably can do, he's probably just thinking the same thing, someone at the list. Because um, I was going to say Nathan Jones, Nathan Jones, Nathan Jones, Nathan Jones, <laughs> laughter. But he asked the question, you put money there, so I'm going to give you some, because SP3 going to give more answers. Trust me, he's real ones. I might, I ain't going to put Nathan Jones, no. I'm going to put Aussie Open as one people. <laughs> So yeah, that's my five. So yeah, uh, I'll go with Tony Storm, Jonah. Um, I, well, he's not really. Us. We're doing like you said, Tony Storm, and she's kind of from New Zealand. No, New she's Zealand. no Gold Coast uh, Australia. Oh well, there you go. Oh, I thought she was from New Zealand. Rhea Ripley, uh, sorry guys. I go, go with I go with Cassie Cassie Lee and Jesse Jesse McKay because I love their personalities and they're great. And shout outs to them for uh, no longer you know in in ring action for now. I'm wondering why, but you know for now I'll just say them. And what's the fifth one? Rhea, Rhea Rip. Yeah, I'll go with Rhea. I, I've interviewed Rhea. She's tall. She's taller than me. Yeah, she's she's not as tall though as I thought she would be, and she was wearing high heels. But yeah, really? yeah. So we we shall see. But I'll put I'll put those in there. Those are those are the ones that come to mind. When you're by the way, there. shout out to the Australian female wrestlers because it's Indy Hartwell, Persia Perota. Like, there's yeah. so many great women's wrestlers doing well. Grayson Waller's doing well. Buddy Matthews, we could have added him in there as well. Oh, so there's Buddy so many. Matthews. Yes, yeah, that's they, true. That's there's true. so many. So shout out to the guys in Australia. Thank you, Sean. Yes. Great, great mocha chat there. And that I think that is that gives us to arrive. We don't have no more in the chamber. So let's let's put our thumbs in the middle. People love it when we thumb wrestle here. So thumbs up or thumbs down for this episode of NXT 2.0 sat in three, two, one. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, this, it, no, I'm going to go thumbs in the middle, actually. I'm going to go okay. thumbs in the middle because it wasn't any matches that will stand out. A lot of the matches felt like they were developmental matches, but I felt like they did a good job of hyping up next week's spring breaking. So if the goal of the show was to hype up spring breaking and any show that features 23 different women involved and the, the focus on the women's division, something that I've been talking about for weeks that they have not done well to 
to replenish the women's division. They've done a great job over the last month in adding women. Roxanne Perez, who we, you know, you know, gushed over in this in this episode. She was great, as well as uh, Nikita Lyons, who we always love. So, yeah, I think they've done a good job of replenishing this women's division. And I'm looking forward to the women's breakout tournament. They did a good job hyping up spring breaking. So I'm going to say thumbs in the middle. It is a thumbs in the middle. That Rick Steiner theme pushed me over the edge. <laughs> That's fair. That's also fair. But I was enjoying it too. That I was like, what the crap is that? I couldn't even get into the promo because it, it seems the years away from wrestling, Rick Steiner has become a better promo. Where was that eloquence in WCW? He could have been a big star. True. It's my brother. That was him. <laughs> But we want to hear from all of you. Let us know in the comments down below what you thought about this episode of NXT, what you thought about the focus on the women, all the name changes, my Joe Gacy promo, of course, and everything else. Sat, any final remarks? Yeah, so we don't know what UPN stands for. But guys, remember, every Wednesday at 7 p.m., you get some BBC. SP3, you have to say yes or no if this is true or not. Where they get some BBC. It's a big... Black content. I like that. That's great. (laughs) Toxic Attraction loves Mocha 2.0. We talked about NXT 2.0. What you got going on uh, this this uh, week, though? What you got going on this weekend? This weekend, I don't. Yes. Know, I feel like I feel like you're setting me up for a reveal, but because all I know so far about my weekend is that I could potentially see you this Friday. Um, you know, you know what? It should make it a thing if we don't get into a certain show. We should still see each other anyway. <laughs> my family actually live like. A, a train stop away from the location of the place we could potentially be going. <laughs> so, uh, well, well, I I don't know if that's happening because it sounds like it sounds like that that is already booked up uh, tremendously. And for me, that that's a that's a long long trade ride. I think it's like two hours uh, from where I'm at. So, uh, if I didn't go to to AEW in Long Island when I was in New York, I don't know if I'm gonna go. To, to, the O2, but uh, this weekend I'll probably be going out with the fam, take my kids to some parks over here in the UK. Uh, if if it's not that show, what do you have planned for the weekend? So, if it's not that, sh- well, basically, I, I have a thing that you know what is weird. Okay, I have a baby scan on Friday for goodness sake because this is not out loud that I have a child in the way. Yeah, I have a child in the way. Close friends don't even know I have a child in the way. Yeah, I've got a kid in the way. I've got a daughter in the way. This is this is an exclusive, ladies and gentlemen, for the Wrestle Talk podcast members. Because when I accidentally let it slip on a on a <laughs> that we did together, I got the look from Sat like he gave me one of those. <laughs> Yo, you can tell we love the Wrestle Talk podcast members. So you get the scoop. Sat is going to be Sat E Daddy coming soon. Sat E Puppy, actually. Someone said it already. (laughs) I'm your puppy. Boom. So we're going to talk about that more next week. Join us here on the Wrestle Talk podcast, YouTube channel, and podcast platforms for the pre-show, for the post-show, as only you deserve it. You got to scoop the exclusive Set E Poppy. Me and Set E Poppy will be back next week 
for your NXT 2.0 review. We will see you next time. We're out of time. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.